And hello, everybody. It is the CC and JT Amateur Half Hour. Um, and it is, what is today? Is today July? is Sunday, July 25th, 20, 2021. 20, July 25th. We're getting close to our 20th uh, episode already. Wow. We're, we did two this week. Yeah. We did one uh, saluting uh, John Steinbeck, and we did that recording in Monterey. We're back in the worldwide headquarters of beautiful Carson City, Nevada, which is the capital of Nevada, in case you guys were wondering. It's not Las Vegas. If I'm talking rapidly, it's because we we are going to use every second of these 30 minutes because we're going to learn about each other even more. That is the value of this uh, podcast is not only to give our colleagues, the writers, some ideas, but uh, CC and JT, CC and myself, uh, we've been learning about things about ourselves. Yeah. As we go into, you know, this has been turned into our Sunday morning conversation. And CC said, "Why don't we just sit down at the table and talk?" And I said, well, "What's the use of that if we don't have a microphone? Let's record <laughs> everything. We have to put everything out in the world." Yeah, which is funny because we're generally private people. We don't really put a lot out there. No, but we've... today we are going to break that barrier. We are going to blow it apart. By uh, by doing the Proust or Proust, the Proust, you know, the Proust questionnaire. Proust. Where if you are uh, want to follow along, we are uh, we are at the Vanity Fair website, uh, and uh, I'm just uh, we're going to uh, just go down this list of 35 questions each each of us, and we're going to um, use the questionnaire that was popularized though not created by Marcel Proust, a French essayist and novelist, who believed in answering these questions, an individual reveals his or her true nature. Uh, That was a quote there from the top of the webpage. So if you want to take a second, I'll blather for a few more seconds so you can follow along on the questionnaire on the Vanity Fair website. Yes, and this is, let's see, the... uh... The questionnaire was dated August 2011, so it's 10 years old, mm. pretty close to 10 years old. That webpage is 10 years old. The webpage, yeah, yes. You know, Proust is but Proust. 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 Well, I have to keep, I've never always heard of Proust, but anyway, as it was around for much longer than that. Definitely, but the this particular Vanity Fair article okay. dates to August 2011. So... I'm just lazy today. What it is is what, Cece, why don't you go through the 35 questions and I'll ask questions as we go along and then I'll take my turn. So I'm asking you the questions? You you go ahead. Just, you want me to ask you you the questions or do you just want to read them? Well, I guess which would be easier? Why don't you, you want me to just read them? Yeah, you know what? I'll read them. Okay. I'll read them and then, you know, and then you can go ahead. And here we go. Question number one. Oops, I put the uh, computer right in front of the microphone. That wasn't very bright, was it? Okay, yeah, so question number noises. one is, what is your idea of perfect happiness? This past week was my idea of perfect happiness. Just spending time alone as a couple out of our normal routine. Took some time off work. Just um, just spending time together, enjoying different places, Um you know, exploring. So my I, my idea of perfect happiness is spending time with you. Oh, that's so sweet. You know what? It's going to get clunky. Do you think I, we should take turns or just go down the list? Why don't you go ahead and answer the question now? Okay. My idea of perfect ha- happiness is very close to that. Um, uh, but I'm going to add a few thousand miles to it is, uh, you know, exploring new places that we haven't been. Because 
Um, this week, we actually, when we went to Monterey, that was not our first time together. No. So I'm going to add a few thousand miles of my ideal perfect happiness is, is also being with you. But it's, uh, uh, it's uh, you know, like going to Europe or some other country where we haven't been. And then we, we are both uh, amazed at the same time by uh, what we see. That's true. Finding new things together is exciting. Okay. Um, so let's just take turns. So I'll go first. So that way I don't just say, you know, ditto all the time <laughs> because you're so smart. Not really. So I'm going to ask, I'll, I'll ask myself this question since I have the computer pointed at me. What is your greatest fear? My greatest fear, ironically, is heights. I cannot, I cannot do heights. Um, tell the readers, how, tell the listeners how tall I am. Six foot five. And I'm scared of heights. Heights just makes, I just cannot take heights. There are heights and then there are, you know, that's your normal height. Yeah. But you put that on top of something else and that's, that adds to it a little bit. We were on a couple of balconies this week and it's like. Not to mention doing the, uh, what was it? The Millennium Wheel, I believe at Navy Pier. Oh, Which was yeah, not one yeah. of your favorite things, the but you Ferris did it for wheels. me, which was nice. What's your great, okay, so what's your greatest my fear? My greatest fear is losing my loved ones. That's reasonable. And I mean, I am definitely afraid of other things like certain bugs and, you know, the usual. But my greatest fear is losing loved ones. Very reasonable. Uh, your turn. Okay. What is the trait you most deplore in yourself? That I cannot make a decision and stick to it. You sure about that? Positive. You want to stick with that? Well, it's, you know, I will come up with what I think is this great idea. And I have all these wonderful plans to do something. And then as I progress along it, it's, you know, gradually too much. And then, yeah, I decide to do something different or, you know, the usual, trying different hobbies and abandoning them, that kind of thing. So not being able to stick to something. How about you? Um... I am my worst critic. I am I am my absolute worst critic. I am always, I, you know, I'm kind of the opposite. You you have problems sticking decision. It's like once I make a decision, it's like I, I it's like I have the world's worst case of buyer's regret. And it's like, why did I do that? Why did I do that? Why did I do that? And I suppose that's how you gain experience. How I gain experience, and so on and so forth. So I have more care. So I should be more careful the next time I'm in a similar situation. But I'm my wor- absolute worst critic. I think that's pretty common, though. I think we're all like that. We're too yeah. hard on ourselves. Yeah, too hard on ourselves. That's basically what it is. A summary. Of, we can summarize both our answers as we're too hard on ourselves. True. Um, so I guess it's my turn. Which living person do you most admire? Uh, what living person do I most admire? <sighs> wow. Uh, I have a problem admiring living people, I guess, because they've got so many have feet of clay. And it's like, you know, you don't want to ever introduce yourselves to your heroes because you might find out what they're really like. An example for me would be like Mahatma Gandhi, who I thought was an absolute saint. And guess what? Not that much. Well, he was to a point, but he had, he had his faults just like every other human. So uh, I, I guess if I had to pick one person who I admire, uh, it would be Malala, who... Um, who is, uh, you know, had the courage to take on terrorists to uh, support um, women in her Pakistani region, and you know, almost paid the ultimate price. 
And even after that, she continues to advocate. So, you know, more power to her. So if I had to pick a person, I guess it would be Malala. Your turn. What, which living person do you most admire? Well, along those lines, I would say Greta Thunberg, the uh, environmentalist. Mm-hmm. Who And both of our choices are very young. And as you said, you don't want to know too much about people sometimes because they they will be a disappointment because you're expecting you put someone up on a pedestal and you expect too much of them. But from what I've seen so far, both uh, Greta and Malala have very good um, heads on their shoulders. And I admire both of them and wish I was had been more like them when I was younger. Uh, we got to keep flying here. What's your greatest? What is your greatest extravagance? Okay. You know, you don't have one. Maybe you're, you know, I got it for you. Your student loans. But is that an extravagance? Because that got me my job. Yeah, that got you your job. That's a good point. So. uh, You you don't spend money. I do sometimes. I just, over time, I've learned that buying things is not the answer. So, I mean, I think my greatest extravagance, which I haven't done much lately, is just buying magazines. I love magazines for some reason. Physical <laughs> magazines. Then I guess my greatest extravagance would be bikes. But yes, yeah. But I'm actually not going to take that answer. I'm going. I'm going to pick my. I think probably my car is my greatest extravagance. I could just get four wheels and an engine, but you know, paying as much as I am for my car, it's like oh my gosh. <laughs> but you did get a practical car because it's a hybrid. It's got a few extra bells and whistles, but it's not really, you know, we didn't go out and buy a Rolls Royce or something. Yeah. Um, I guess, is it my turn or your turn? Uh, uh, it's your turn because I started. Uh, what is your current state of mind, tired? <laughs> I'm actually in a good place and in, in a better place than I have been in a couple of years. Uh, uh, my job is, you know, being a male, my, my identity probably comes from my job, just like most males and, you know, things uh on the job side or in probably in the best situation they've been in a, in many years and on the personal side well as long as i have you i have everything oh what's your current state of mind like you it's tired but um i don't know po- more positive than i've been in a while there's still a lot of negativity going on in the world but at least we're seeing some positive trends mm-hmm. and i'm feeling like we can obviously go either way but we're currently swinging a little positive and that makes me feel good what do you consider the most overrated virtue most overrated virtue maybe honesty um i think honesty brutal honesty for the sake of honesty can be actually painful and damaging so um i think you know the whole honesty is the best policy yes it is up to a point but then everything you know, there are always shades of gray to everything. So I'd say honesty. Boy, I really, really, really want to say ditto. Probably because we, you know, we're, we're, we're in the so same similar. place when we've been victims of brutal honesty. That is not in the best way. But I have to pick another one. So what's uh, an overrated virtue? What are the seven, the seven virtues? Um, uh, well, That's for a good ta- question. Well, what? <laughs> I don't remember what the virtues are. That's yeah. just what popped into my head. You know what? I'm just going to go ahead and pick honesty. Overrated is honesty is too, because um, you have to be kind, and with kind comes tact. And you, you just, I agree with you. I'm just going to go ahead and say ditto, even though we, we, I probably should try hard, try harder. So, <clears throat> the next question is, is: On what occasion do you lie? 
Um, I lie when uh, you know when it comes to saving people's feelings, and there and there there's no harm of it. Now, there very quickly though, I want to. This goes back to our previous one: is honesty is respect, respect is honesty. When somebody on the job obviously needs to be told that they're doing something wrong, then that absolutely has to be done. But if someone says, um, you know, hey, how do I look in this set of clothes? And I think that they look like a, a, a neon sign for fashion incompetence. I'm going to say something like, oh, you look pretty good. I think, you know, you, yeah, I think you look pretty good. Or that was an interesting choice. You no, know, no, I wasn't thinking That's of you. That's not something that, no, no, I'm just saying that, you know, instead of saying outright that it's disgusting, you would say, what an interesting choice. I wouldn't have picked that. Yeah. So I on what occasion do you lie? Uh, lately, very little, as you said, it's probably in a similar case where somebody, you know, Hey, I just got my haircut. Oh, wow. That looks awesome. Yeah. I love your new haircut. We okay, actually think it's not that great. Time check. We're at 13 minutes and okay. we're up to question 10. Maybe we'll work this into no, two, two, but let's go ahead and keep going here. Uh, your turn. What do you, what do you dislike? What do you most dislike about your appearance? <laughs> oh boy. Um hmm. I'll go ahead and jump in here while you're thinking about that. One I most like about my parents is my face. I am so tired looking at my face. Oh, I think your face is great. I that's why I've got it my face covered with a beard, so and you know, can wear a mask and glasses and dark glasses and you don't get to see my face. Ha What do you dislike most about your appearance? I guess it would be my body, but I'm working on that. I mean, you know, the body is a, uh, it's kind of like the lines on your face. It's a, um, it's basically how you've lived your life and some of it's genetic, but yeah, mm. I wish my body was different, but mm. you and everybody, many, many other people I know okay. I'm, I'm trying to do better. I think we can answer number 11 very easily without just saying anything. Both of us. Which living person do you most despise? I think we can both answer that yeah, one. The same person. I'm not even going to go there. I'm not even going to go there. Uh, and if you guys, you know, if you follow us on the social media, you pretty much can figure out what the answer to that one. Yes. Yeah, so uh, so we'll go that. ahead and skip ahead to that one. Skip past that one. And what quality do you like most in a man? Uh, sense of humor. Hmm. I think um, sense of humor can actually... People who take themselves too seriously is problematic. And I think, you know, if you can laugh off your problems or you you can just laugh, I think that's very attractive. Mm -hmm. And for me, the quality I like most in a man is not being an asshole. Because being a man sometimes gives you a license to be an asshole, it seems. So, it's you know, those that are not an asshole. Though, how about this? Those who go to a restaurant and, t and treat staff as equals. You know, that's what I like most in inequality in a man. What? Like when people tip. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not going there. Uh, what quality do you like most in a woman? Um, let's see, what I, I like most in a woman is energy. Uh, really, energy. Um, because growing up, it was okay for women to take a secondary role in the office, in conversation, in the household, and so on and so forth. The quality I like most in the woman is energy. You know, those that uh, put themselves forward and be strong. What do you? What quality you like most in a woman? Mm, um, not quite sure how to put it. Um, 
women who don't stab each other in the back, like uh, trustworthiness, mm-hmm. because women can be really catty. Yeah. Don't and, step, you, know, you know step on others to make themselves look right, good. right. And you know that's not to say that men don't have that trait too. But I, I've been around a lot of women where it's like they will do just about anything to get what they want, and I don't like that. Um, what words or phrases do you you most overuse? I'm sorry. Yes, that's a, that's a winner. <laughs> uh, you know, and uh, for uh, me, yours is anyway. Anyway, yo, anyway. Good yeah, that's a good one. Anyway, question fifteen out of thirty-five. Eek! No, we can do it. We can do it. Uh, what or who is the greatest love of your life? Short answer: You. Your turn. Ditto. Okay, easy. Sixteen. <laughs> when or where? When and where were you the happiest? Oh, hmm. Wow, that's tough because there are shades of happiness. Shades. I would say. I, I actually, I'm going to go ahead and jump ahead on this. I remember um, when uh, Danielle said that she was pregnant. Mm, that was a that our was first a, grandchild. Yeah, yes. Yeah, that was our very. You know, not to saying that when you said you were pregnant, we did my happiness, but you know, that, ah, you knew before I did. So, but, well, when uh, that day was a particularly happy day for me. Yes, grandkids are definitely great moments of joy. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'd say. Well, I think actually some of my happiest moments are when the family is all together. Um, which talent would you like to most have? I would love to be able to play the piano. I would love to play, play the piano well. I just don't have the discipline or the artistic, artistic ability to do that. We can buy a piano. Yeah, that. But if, I, if that was a talent, I would love to know how to play the piano very well. I can. Be, I can almost guess what talent you would like to have. You know, I can't think of one. Languages. Oh, this is true. I would love to know as many languages as possible. <laughs> I love language. Yep. Your turn. If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anything right now. When I was younger, I would have said a lot of things, but I think I've kind of grown into myself. So, um, you know, maybe, maybe I would have more energy. Mm. I would like to have more energy. Uh, maybe I wouldn't be so tall. Maybe that's a strange answer, but maybe um, my, my health would be better, like, you know, my back and stuff like that if I wasn't so darn tall. But that's but not really something you can change. That's not something I could change. But if I could, you know, that's the question. Mm. Uh, what do you consider your greatest achievement? My turn. So uh, every degree that I have, and I have a few of them, every degree that I've had, is I've, I've, I've gotten them uh, while working full time. I've never been a full time student, college student. And there was a time there I was a full-time employee and a full-time college student because I received a full-ride scholarship. Plus uh, the family. Plus the family at the same time. So uh, uh, it, what do I consider greatest achievement? You know, and you, I guess I should have picked books too, but really the books seem to be a, an outcome of that, um, you know, I, to, to what I think. Uh, but uh, probably my college degrees are my, are my greatest achievement because, man, that was hard. And I could, I don't think I could do that again. No, it's like thinking about raising kids again, yeah. which I don't know if I can call it an achievement, but surviving, having small children, I think would be mine. 
Oh, three small children all at the same time? Yes. Yeah, that's... Three you, children, five got, and under. You should get a medal. <laughs> okay, your turn. Uh, up to question 20. If you were to die and come back as a person or thing, what would it be? A cat. Mm. Everybody wants to be a cat. Because mm. a cat's the only, the only cat, cat who knows, knows where, where it's, it's at. at. <laughs> but seriously, it looks like cats have a good life. I would like to come back as a rich person just to see what that life is like. I know, yeah, I'm okay. But, no, uh, no, 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 no. Just no. to see what the other side looks like, uh, because we've been struggling for most of our lives. But we're okay now. We're okay now, but you know, just to see what it was like, just to and be able to not worry about you know not worry about money, but uh, but maybe that comes with its own you know burdens and challenges. Um, okay, uh, your turn. Uh, where would you most like to live? Here. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that, so pick the second place. My second place? A cottage in Cork. Yeah. Near Blarney yeah. Castle. Yeah, near Blarney Castle. Yeah, yeah. Ireland would be uh, my second choice, too. Uh, now, what is your most treasured possession? And I am not a possession. I am not a thing. Uh, no, Don't no, objectify no. me. What's your most treasured possession? My violin. Your violin? Because my grandparents got me that. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's the second one they got me, but they got me that because my grandmother played violin and she wanted me to, to carry on. So that would be my most treasured possession. I have no idea what my most treasured possession is. One of your walking sticks, maybe? Or, or a bike? Probably dollar. If I had to say dollar, it was the first my first real bike that I owned by myself. It's an old Trek, $200 at the time. So, And for those of you in the biking world, know that that $200 spent on a bike is, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of my bikes I've bought since then have cost a lot more than that. Progressively more. But, but Dollar and I have been everywhere around here. We've gone places. We've even biked in the Bay Area. We put Dollar on a car and took it everywhere. So, yeah, I think Dollar, my, my blue old Trek is probably it. What do you regard as the lowest depth of misery? Um, my turn, and I think uh, this one's fairly easy, is, is deniers. Deniers, uh, vax deniers, political deniers, um, birth deniers, the whole thing. The folks that just lock themselves in a box and don't grow and don't think for themselves. They get their news, news spoon-fed to themselves, and the, I think they... Folks just do not understand the negative impact that they're having on the general world. I think mine would be being trapped in a situation that you can't get out of. A relationship you can't get out of? A relationship, uh, financial troubles, um, addictions, something that's really hard to get out of. It's like, you know what you need to do, but you just can't. And I think that's a miserable place to be. Question 24 and we're at minute 23. So we're getting there. What's your favorite op- occupation? I think you're in your favorite occupation. I guess at the moment it would be archivist. Yeah. My favorite occupation. I'd say my second is writing. If yeah. I can do it. <laughs> yeah, when I can do it, my second would be writing. I think being a, an entertainer like a singer or something would be, would be my favorite occupation if I had the guts to do it. That's kind of like being a rich person, though. Then yeah. you get all the, you know how you hate being recognized and having people talk to you. Uh, what is your, yeah, uh, people talk to you. <laughs> what is your most marked characteristic? I guess my sense of humor? Yes, you have a great sense of humor. Yeah. What's your most marked characteristic? 
I guess trustworthiness. People yes. find me trustworthy. You know, reliable. Reliable. I think people, yeah. Uh, what do you most value in your friends? What do you most value in your friends? Um, well, sense of humor and loyalty. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, I think sense of humor can cover absolute. a lot of faults. Yeah, because if you can't laugh at yourself and you can't laugh at your friends, you got nothing left to laugh at. Yep. Who are your favorite writers? You and I. Yeah. <laughs> no, Other everybody than you knows I've mentioned a few times Georgia at Hire. Yeah. Uh, my favorite writer, I grew up on Heinlein. Um, I guess I'm going to have to just use the old reliable and say Stephen King, though I haven't read anything new of his, but I liked his, I like his early stuff. It seems like to be more real, uh, than it is now, but that's a, that's a different podcast. But you also at one point liked Richard Bach because you got me started on like Jonathan Livingston Seagull and then there was Hemingway and the old man in the sea. And so you had a variety. Uh, who is your hero of fiction? I'll take that one. That would be Atticus Finch. From Ooh. To Kill a Mockingbird. Right. That's a tricky so one. so cool. Hero in fiction. Oof. I can't think of one. The hero of fiction. Um, yeah. Wow, I can't think of one offhand right now. I'll have to come back to that sometime. Okay. What historical fiction figure do you most identify with? Historical figure. While you're thinking about that, the one I feel most identified with is probably going to be strange, but it's Abraham Lincoln. He seemed like he was the only person who was the only right person in the room. Uh, but, you know, he was right. He stuck to his guns and he kept the union together. Uh, he wasn't perfect, but I, it seems like... Uh, you know, it's like he had a cause, he had a reason. And just because you're the only person who is right in the room doesn't make you wrong. Well, I could say someone like um, Susan B. Anthony or Elizabeth Cady Stanton, some of the suffragettes. Other people who were strong and were, were sometimes were, the only right people in the room. Yeah, trying to make a difference for a group of people and spending their entire life doing it. Uh, who are your heroes in r- real life? Oh, that one's so simple. First responders and the folks that have been on the front line during this COVID crisis. These and folks have just been amazing during the during this time. And definitely when we talk about those heroes, we need to talk about people like the grocery store clerks and the fast food workers. Yeah. Because, well, you and I both did fast food. It's not easy in the best of times. But with yeah. this situation, definitely um, anybody who can rush in and do something when yeah. your life is basically at stake every single day. Yep. But uh, people who run towards the fire. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What are your favorite names? Names. Ooh. How about we just cheat on this one? Just say the ones we gave our kids because we got to choose those names. Yeah. I don't know. Looking back though, would we have chosen the same names? Yeah. That's the thing though. Perspective is so on and so forth, but, and you know, and, they're not fans of their names because they no. didn't get to choose them. And one finally chose another one, which is we respect. Uh, but uh, that's that's the answer I'm going with. Well, I would say um, I've always been rather fond of Seamus and Sheila, yeah. their family names. And I just like how they sound, Seamus and Sheila. <laughs> <laughs> Question 32. We're getting close. We're almost here. What is it that you most dislike? Most dislike? Closed minds. 
Yes. Um, fires. Ugh, I really fires. dislike I fire, like wildfires. Ugh. Fires. No, yeah. it's like I started a fire when I was like five or six years old. I know uh, that was that was that yeah, was bad. Fires. Fires bad, but bad uh, and unpredictable. And yeah, but I'm gonna smoke. go. I'm gonna Ugh. stick with closed blinds on mine. That one. Uh, okay. What is your greatest regret? Everything. You know. Uh, uh, how I've behaved for most of my life. Um, you know, I was thinking about that the other day. And this is go back to being very hard on myself. Uh, I, uh, I, I, I could have been such a better human being in so many, in so many instances. And I always took the easy way out. Uh, sometimes being hard is the right, being hard. Uh, let me phrase this correctly. Uh, taking the hard choice, making the hard choices and sticking to the hard choices are, the, are sometimes, sometimes the best situation. And to me, it seems more often than not that I took the easy way out. Your turn. What I'm most hard on myself about? No, no. What is your greatest regret? My greatest regret. Not standing up for people when I could have. Uh, how would you like to die quickly? Yes. We're almost out of time. Yes. How would you like to die quickly? And what is your motto? Uh, as long as I'm with you, I have everything. Carpe diem. Carpe diem. Okay, we're done here. We're down to less than th almost less than 30 seconds. We got through all through all 35 questions. Maybe not answered the best we can, but we're happy to flesh it out if you want. Just send us, shoot us an email. Remember, everything about us can be found on CarsonHume.com, including this podcast, which is everything about us. <laughs> we hope that you are well. We hope you are fine. Uh, anything else very quickly? No, just have a great week and stay safe. And stay safe and take care of each other and be kind. Yes.